Hey, this is Stories and Solutions. I am Mr. Todd, and I have a special guest here. Her name is Allison. I'm going to talk to her today about her travels and the life of a gypsy. So this is Allison. Hey there. Hello. <laughs> so thanks for coming on. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, cool. So my first question to you, you're, when I met you or re-met you, I'll say that <laughs> when I re-met you, um, you had your license plate and I won't say the whole thing, but you know what your license plate is and, and then uh, gypsy. And I was quite intrigued because one, I never looked at you as dr- dressing like one or, you know, like this typical uh, look of a gypsy. But I was curious of what made you go there. And then because of this, I did a bunch of research. So I wanted to talk to you about that. Okay. So are you asking me about why I decided to adopt that name? Yeah. Like, like what are you into that life or like, how did this come about? Well, I always describe myself as somebody who loves to travel, loves culture, loves varieties of people. I also love the um, the stuff we consider like new age and the spiritual world. So with that, it just feels like, you know, that's just kind of who I identify with. I identify with like, um, Elsmeralda from uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame of, you know, the Disney movie, the Disney cartoon. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm kind of that like little rebellious nature, you know, that likes to travel into all this interesting things, crystals, um, what have you, um, spirituality, So that's kind of like the main thing. And the interesting thing is that I really didn't identify as a gypsy until I filed for divorce. And I thought that was really Mm. interesting because the first thing I did was made myself a, a Yahoo account and gypsies on there. And I'm like, that's what I, you know, part of the name is something gypsy. And then after that, I just adopted everything. And I've always been kind of known as like a hippie bohemian kind of, weird kind of person just because I have an eclectic taste and I'm just just I don't know the way I dress sometimes just the stuff I'm into yeah you you well when I met you you struck me as a uh, a free spirit um Good. like you're quiet but you're like on the surface you're you seem reserved but if you sit back and and watch you your energy is more like you could tell that you don't you don't want to be in one place. Like you want to be, you want to enjoy everything, I guess, is the way. Are you sure that's not my ADHD? No, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. I, You know, I work in that field too, right? So <laughs> that's, a, that's a good answer. <laughs> but 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 is that a good explanation? But yeah, well, I'm, I do feel like a free spirit. You know, I do feel like, you know, um, And even though, yeah, I was raised, you know, Christian and very, um, you know, by the Bible and all that, but I just feel like now religion doesn't apply to me. Spirituality, it's kind of like, you know, love everybody and kind of, it is that free spirit, you know, don't judge people just because they sin differently than you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, I've traveled so much. I've seen so many wonderful people, you know, whether they're Buddhist, whether they're, um, uh, what is Muslim? It's like, no, you know, I, I love people for who they are, you know, and you know, it, it's the differences that I love, you know, yeah, if they're I, all the same, it's be boring. You know, it's funny. Aunt Lucy. Oh, Aunt Lucy. Yeah. The one that was handicapped. I think so. She said to me, I like you. And then I smiled and she said, if this world was all the same color flowers, it would be a boring place. And co- coming from a place where I'm rarely accepted, I was like, wow, you know. And when you just said that, it was ma- it reminded me, you How know. cute. I, I haven't talked about Aunt Lucy in forever. I've, yeah, she, she had a trachea, so, and she had like yes, a hunchback. Yes. You know, when you said that, I was trying to think of like, I thought a handicap like she couldn't walk. And uh, I was trying to remember, but I was thinking, no, she came to the door. But uh, she, but I just, I don't know. I just, that's somebody I've seen maybe twice in my life. But I, for whatever reason, I remember her. Um, that's, that's really interesting. Even my dad said you had a calming spirit. Your dad? 
Yeah. And I don't know if that's the exact word, but he said something like your calming personality or calming something. Oh, thanks. And I thought that was pretty good because my dad's, you know, yeah, (laughs) I'll just say he's my dad. (laughs) Yeah, I get you. (laughs) No, that's nice. I usually get uh, people say that I'm reserved or I get mysterious, which is weird. I I can see that. I can see that. See, I think I, I, I think I look boring. No, no, no. You're very calming. And to me, like, I find you so fascinating. So every time you're around, I want to pick your brain. And I feel bad for everybody else who's around because I'm like, okay, don't ask him too many questions. Don't ask him too many questions. Don't take up too much of his time. He has his kids and his family here. Leave them alone. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) That's funny. I I, see. I don't see it. I mean, I I guess. I mean, thanks. But I'm more like. I, again, I'm I'm the guy sitting on the back, just looking. But that's know? who I always been. I've always been the wallflower. I'm the one that usually sits in the back. But since it's around my family, you know, obviously I can be my crazy self. Yeah, but I'm always the one in the corner. So I got I understand. you. At work, people think I'm very, you know, uh, head down and focused and not fun at all. Oh, you know? okay. And that's how I, sometimes I am because I'm running around with, with like kind of like a, a chicken with a head cut off. Yeah, well, we do the same thing, <laughs> kind of the same field. So, so maybe that's it. I feel like, you know, when you kind of, you know, vibe with your tribe, and that's who I feel like, you know, you're part of, you know, my kind of people. Oh, yeah, thank you. So you actually answered my first question, because uh, oh. I was going to say, I know you're Christian, but you seem more spiritual. So I was going to ask you, are you more religious or spiritual? And you answered that, so... Yeah, um, I'm spiritual. I don't subscribe to any religion. I, I believe all paths lead to heaven. Yeah. I think if we have different species of like uh, animals or birds, whatever it is, uh, we have different species of people. I think like even if you say like there was something that created all of this, well, then there's different roads of types of species they're still going to, like you said, they're still going to lead you to the beginning. And the beginning is where you started. So when you end, you should go, you know, you recycle, right? Exactly. And why would God create some, you know, uh, you know, everybody, but you say only a chosen few will be there. You know, just, it just, the logic doesn't make sense to me. And yeah, you can't say love me. (laughs) Well, no, you can't say like, love me, but you may not come to my kingdom it, you know, if you do something wrong, but I'm going to love you no matter what. And then there's people that can repent that have done, yes, you know, like hundreds the, of times things worse. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you're supposed it, to believe that, 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 that there's no, you know, empathy there. It, yeah, totally makes sense. And, and also the thing is, I think about also all the atheists that do wonderful, amazing things that are better than some of these hypocritical. Oh, you know, yeah, I agree with you. you know, religious people. And I'm like, how? They don't live by any God that tells them this is the rules you need to follow. Right. They do it because it's, it's the in, goodness their heart. in them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, I, I love that. And And don't get me wrong. You know, if I see a good Christian and it's, you know, there's a saying, you'll know we're Christian by our love or something like that. Uh-huh. If I see their act, I will go over there and compliment them. You know, I used to work at a probation camp and this one woman was pr- praying with these boys. And I thought how wonderful that was. She just took two aside and was praying for them. And I went over there and I go, I could tell you're Christian and that's just amazing what you're doing. And she's like, thank you. That's one of the highest compliments you could pay me. Yeah. I know what you mean. And I said, the proof is in the pudding, you know? Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't preach. I'm more like a. If I see you need something and I can do it, and it's within my time that I'm able to do it, and it's not causing me harm or taking food out of my kid's mouth, why wouldn't I? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's just the way I am. But you know, people Mm -hmm. are people, and um, exactly. Yeah, I've, I've I've already learned like why drive myself crazy <laughs> trying to trying to understand like i understand anyone who i try to but i will not waste my time trying to understand someone that isn't going to give me the time 
to speak my mind, you know? Yeah, but don't you sometimes have to deal with that, though, with work and stuff, of course? Yeah, but I still speak my mind. Like if you, if, my thing is, is, I guess with my job, sometimes I'm like, I try to speak my mind as much as I can, but there's some people I just can't get through to. But you don't have to. If you, I, if you, I, if you say what you have to say, and I just said this to a student today. I said, if you, you're mad and you can cuss at me, but you're thinking, I said, let me show you how warped your thinking is. You think you should be able to yell at the top of your lungs to tell me something when I'm not deaf and you should be able to cuss at me and I should still want to listen to you, process what you're saying and care enough to respond to you while you're not caring about how I feel while you're screaming at me because I didn't cause your problem. And I said, and you don't find that wrong? And he like looked at me <laughs> like, what the f <laughs> right at least you said it yeah no exactly but i say that every day because i'm like i'm not your punching bag like one day somebody said something to me and this a grown-up said something to me and i said what side of the bed do you sleep on and she <laughs> goes excuse me and i said yeah that's kind of what i thought when you just said what you said because that's not there's nothing to do with my job you know what i mean and, yeah, no, no, no. and you know, I said this earlier, like people will make jokes about your race when they're trying to, they think it's cool to make the joke because you are that person, you're that race. So it's like, Ooh, this is when I can use that joke. Mm. Right. Yeah. I was in that kind of situation where it was like when people meet you, all of a sudden they start talking differently or Hey, what's up brother? Or, you know, when you know that's not how they speak. And yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they said something to me as if they made them cool. You know, they should be able to say it. And I was like, hmm. So I said, what side of the bed do you sleep on? And uh, that just made me make them understand. Like, I'm not that guy. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I don't know. There's one. It's funny because just before we, you know, had this call, I was still writing a well, a report, and I was trying to describe this woman, and she makes me so upset. And I'm like, okay, I think the reason is is that she goes against everything we try to do, and I think it is an insecurity of hers because she always wants to be argumentative, combative, and talk above us and yell at us and it's only because i think her intelligence is um uh, how should i say it um i think she just doesn't understand as much and so if she can just yell and scream and argue she thinks she's winning yeah limited <laughs> yes exactly um i was laughing because i know many of those people that they they i call them odd you know, the, the, yeah, uh, uh, oppositional okay. defiance. Disorder. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. There's quite a few because it comes along with narcissism. It comes along with, um, believe it or not, like I've at least I've noticed the correlation of when you are a person that gets your way and you or you run things, you know, which we, therefore you get your way. Um. Okay. I noticed that there's less care for the human existence and everybody is just a commodity. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to scream and shout and you're going to listen to me then. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, well, when I yell, this should inflict fear that I'm serious. But what I've learned over the years is when I stand there staring at you like you're crazy and I'm calm as can be because you haven't touched me, you can scream all you want to, but you're showing me how out of control you are, right? I totally understand what you're talking about. This is exactly her as, as a T. And the, you'll find this interesting, but um, it's kind of might be around um, like with what you kind of do for work because this woman has sabotaged our IEP so many times. <laughs> 
so that's why I'm like, oh, this will be interesting to talk to you on another another occasion. Oh yeah, I would love that. I'm actually gonna have an episode about how screwed up the system is, and I, I would love oh. to have you on. <laughs> oh my gosh, this was crazy, and and it was so sad because I was I used to be the only one fighting for this girl, and you know she is a um, a nine year old. Um, she's four, she's in fourth grade and she cannot read and yet mom kept her in the same school and they didn't do anything about it and she's been in the same school for four years i'm like you have all done a disservice for this child yep and you can't get the time back no no so luckily we were getting an educational lawyer and they're going to be able to i don't i don't know what it is but i guess um for all the the wasted time they're going to be able to um get us some funding to be able to buy some of the programs. Mm, nice. So I have a question for you. You travel often. Um, as much it, as I can go. Yeah. <laughs> so where's the number one place that you would say, I can't wait to get back to. Oh, there's a lot of places, but for some reason, the one that really sticked out right now, and I don't know why is Iceland. Okay. Well, I was going to say, you can give me top three, but that's cool. So you went there with um, Kim. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You remember. I remember. Even with my brain injuries. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, but that's amazing, but probably because it's Kim, you know, and that's so funny that I even had to like sit back and think and you're already on the ball. You knew exactly where I was going. <laughs> that's cool. So um, what, what uh, is something that you really appreciate from there? From that trip? Uh, just Iceland. Oh, okay. I loved how it was so close, but yet so foreign. Um, everybody, for the most part, speaks English, but I was trying to ask what kind of soup was in the restaurant, and the person had to go back and find out what the word was in English, because I guess they speak Danish. Okay. And so he said it was asparagus soup. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, because I couldn't figure out what it was. You know, um, I loved it because this sounds funny. It's uh, Kim and I were really a minority there. <laughs> really? Yes. Nobody had dark curly hair. Everybody else were, you know, light like blonde. blonde, everything. Yeah. So it was just really fascinating. And with the, um, the light, you know, it was still bright until 11 o'clock at night. And so we were on our way to the bar at that time, you know? So it was just like that. And, um, I don't know. It was just different. It seemed, felt like I was in more of a foreign country, you know, it just felt, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't explain. And the gorgeous waterfalls and, you know, everything we saw was just amazing. It was just someplace I can't wait to go back to. Oh, Okay. Which country that you've been to, you would say taught you the most? Ooh, ooh, taught me the most. Yeah, so I ask good questions. <laughs> oh, okay, because in China, I learned why some cultures are a little more pushy, and I'm hoping this is not offending anybody, but I just realized that, you know what, if you don't take that personal space and get in it, you're not going to make it on that bus to get to work. Mm. So I kind of realized why, because it's so many people there, you kind of just have to, you know, we were in line at the bank and someone would jump in front and we're like, Oh, I guess we're giving too big of a space or we're in a line at a buffet and there's somebody else there. We're like, Oh, okay. We don't, we don't do this personal space here in China. So make sure we scoot up there. But oh. it kind of made me realize why sometimes we think they're pushy. It's like, you know, this is what they have to do. You know, this is what they have to do to survive. So that was like a really like kind of uh, eye opening. you know, it was really, you know, I learned about the culture a little more, I guess, and made me a little more patient. <laughs> no, <I laughs> and that's see. something that I fight with. I'm not, I'm not a very patient person. I see. Well, you know Asia, so she's half Japanese, and she told me in Japan it's the same thing. Like you, she said you, they're not trying to be pushy, but they're more like, especially as they're little, that it's like yeah. uh, she said that they, they kind of just kind of shuffle through, you know. Mm, mm -hmm. and that's another thing too a lot of times they're like push me and people are like you know the tourists i was with they're like push them back i'm like that's not me i'm not gonna do that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm same 
I'd rather not, I'd rather not go there. <laughs> well, I learned, you know, after that, you know, I'm like, no, 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 no. And yeah, I've been to India too. And some of those places and I don't like being around crowds. So this is really hard for me. So there's times when I just like shut down and I go, mom, I'm going back to the bus or whatever. I'm going back to that safe area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like being in crowds either. Yeah. I'm just wondering if, because you're an empath. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Do you it, think it, that's it, it though? Uh, mostly. Um, that, and then a, a little bit of like PTSD, I think like, uh, childhood, uh, okay. like as far as when I'm, when I am in certain places, you'll never catch me in the center. I'm not a center of attention guy. I don't like to be in the middle. So I'm usually by a door, um, or a place I can get out. If I'm with my kids, I'm usually in the front. Um, something like that, but and, yeah, good. I, I could say childhood trauma caused that then. Um, just, I think just my environment. Okay. I was, I was just never a, a fan of like chaos. It's so funny. Cause I almost said chaos when you were saying that. I almost said that word. That's funny. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of it. And, uh, that's what most of this world is. And it gets me to where I already know like the triggers of people. Well, you know them too. And it's too easy to do that in this day and age. Everybody's hyper sensitive. Yes. And I've always been hypersensitive, but I've learned how to manage myself, right? Mm -hmm. um, people that are now becoming this or using an excuse, that's what I say. They're using an excuse to be that way because it's an opportunistic quality. I yeah. I feel like when I'm in places, whether it's a, a Target or a um, SoFi Stadium or wherever it is, I don't want to be somewhere where people can go haywire and the odds are against you. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather go to a game that may not be the championship game, but I wanted to enjoy a game. But I don't want to be in a game where it's the biggest rival against the other biggest rival because then there's a bunch of dickheads that are drinking and then all of a sudden, you know, they have equity in the team and they start fighting. And it's like, well, I didn't come here for all that, mm -hmm. you know. And I also know my other side where that fight or flight and I don't flight. So I, yeah, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, gotcha. yeah, so I don't. I, you need to put yourself in that situation so you'll avoid it because you know, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So what place did you dislike the most? Country. Dislike the most. And it doesn't have to be people. Um, I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out. Um, well, I wouldn't say I disliked it the most. It just, I'll, I'll just point out one country, but okay. I'll explain why. Um, I will say Costa Rica. Mm. I but thought the you were only say reason Russia or something. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I can't wait to go to Russia, but you know that's going to be way down the road. But <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is that I went to um, Tahiti, and then I think I went to Costa Rica, and it just rained, and it was just kind of like blah. When I heard so much about it. You know, after going to, you know, something like Tahiti, I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> so I think it was more like the way my my um, vacations were planned. It, it would have been better if I probably went somewhere to the city somewhere and then, you know, another time to the beach again. And then I would have been able to appreciate it. It was just rainy and, you know, and yeah. So I the situation, just, not the country. Yeah, it was more the situation. So that's why I'm like, I'm trying to figure out a country that I didn't like because I can't really think of anything. Normally, I'd say, you know, like India or China, but it's mainly because of the population. There's too many people and it makes me, you know, want to crawl in a hole. But, you know, the experiences weren't bad that I had there. If you can, you know, if you know what I mean. Oh, okay. Which, which country had the best food? Ooh. I loved Iceland because everything was fresh. Mm. Um, Is it a lot of fish? Um, in Iceland, um, oh, that's funny. I was just going to tell you, I tried to order puffin twice. You know what puffin is, yes, right? Yes, I do. That's, and, it's rare, right? 
Well, yeah, I don't think they serve it in uh, any other country, maybe somewhere else. It's a a delicatessen. Yeah, yeah. And every time I ordered, it wasn't around. And the funny thing is, Kim's like, oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, why would you want to eat those like beautiful little creatures? I go, because they're on the menu. (laughs) Yeah, that girl, um, Holly, I think Holly or Bridget or one one of the Playboy ones that were in that show with uh, Hugh Hefner the girls next door they used to call him Puffin and that's oh. what I learned about it how funny yeah I didn't know that okay. yeah pretty 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 <laughs> odd how we learn things huh yeah exactly but the funny thing is I was gonna say I love China for the food I love Peru because I love you know a specific dish you know saltado de pollo but I love Thailand because the pad thai and the Tom Ka Kong or whatever I can't remember the coconut soup was delicious. So I mean I, I'm a foodie. Oh, I mm. love food. Okay, yeah, Asia's a foodie. <laughs> I don't eat anything. Yeah, you're allergic to. Every, yeah. I'm allergic to everything. <laughs> um, so did you ever eat the guinea pig? Uh, yes. Wow. Um, my my husband at the time ate the guinea pig, and I tried a little piece of it. Yeah. And that I was going to say, um, that's funny how you said that. I was going to say that's the place that I went to where I felt like I was home when I went to uh, Machu Picchu. Wow. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. That's that conquistador thing, right? Uh, I, I, isn't that a span? But I guess maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so, is it, the, Machu this Picchu. Is a, this is a, this, I was going to say this is another thing. Sorry, I didn't even cut you off. But the weirdest thing, I used to call my brother Tampu. Don't ask me why. Okay, I, I maybe I couldn't say his name, but I used to call him Tampu when I was little. And the interesting thing in the Quechua language, you know, for this is the Indians of Peru. The Quechua language, Tampu means a safe place. Oh, and my nice. brother's not safe, and he's not protective, so I don't know why I even called him that. But you know, I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Random, but interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was I was meaning conquistador, like a conqueror. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had to put your top 10 needs or even three, doesn't matter, um, where where do you think you would end up? And then I realized you just said you felt at home in Machu Picchu. I, I did. I did. But top three, like, did you say needs? What, what was your like, word? Like, like for me, I need a place that I can drive to where I'm going, like to get to other places. And I need a place that is clean and safe. Is this to live or just to go yeah, visit? to live. Oh, I love South Africa. I think I could probably live in South Africa. Wow. Cape Town. Wow. It but, is gorgeous. Yeah. But yeah, they, have a, they have a classism there, right? That's what I don't like. But I mean, just visiting as a tourist, it was one of my favorite, like one of my favorite places. I'm like, South Africa is gorgeous. Yeah, because they have like the Africans and then they have the Afrikaans or I don't know if I'm pro- pronouncing it right. Afrikaans, I think it is the K-A-N-K-A-A-N-S and then you have yeah. the C-A-N-S and they're looked at as like the difference between like a slave and a free person. And I, yeah, it was, I had an interesting conversation with someone from there and they didn't i got the impression that they didn't like me and they didn't like you yeah they, i was considered i don't know if it's like a sellout or it just they weren't very very favored Ooh. very favored with me at all and and i didn't understand why and then someone else told me who's white said i'm from south africa and you guys over there are considered nothing yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah. You know, so over here, even if South Africans visit, they still look at us as nothing. But the blacks that are that are over there, that are working, um, don't serve the blacks that are coming into. Really? Yeah. Like there was a whole. I learned a lot. Like from pe- people that were because I worked with someone from there. And I was just, you know, I am. And I was just really curious. So I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And and see, again, this is why I don't have conversations with people very often. Because 
I can't sit and have a conversation with you and you think you deserve my respect when you live in a place that you're proud to say I'm above somebody. I'm an, I'm able to treat somebody like shit because because of what was written or because of someone else's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to live my life this way because I like where I live. And so I'm sanctioning slavery and I'm sanctioning that. But, but these same people that you're treating like shit, you're not allowing them to be, um, so say someone, say someone you, you're just like, oh, they're below us and blah, blah, blah. What happens if you didn't afford these people, like you held back their opportunity and they would have been the one person to find the cure for something that you needed in your family? It's all fear, all fear based. All right. Fear. Because they don't want you to be what you are. They, they want to control. Right. So um, I have a big problem with that. But um, I won't get too far off. But that was the one thing I, because I looked up places to move to. Oh. And I thought about South South Africa. But then when I looked into it, I was like, why would I go there? It's worse than yeah, here. Yeah, no, 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 no. I totally understand. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I, I don't even really, you know, have to deal with that, you know. And I'm sorry you have to. And then the only closest thing that I've ever come to that was when I went to Utah. I think I was in Provo, Utah. And they looked at me and they're like, um, I think you're on the wrong side of the counter, girl. <laughs> That's so messed up. I was, I was, oh man. That's messed up. I was in um, Arizona and um, they wouldn't serve me to get gas. Yeah. Asia was with me too. Yeah, that was 2009, I think. And I can't I, believe that in this day and age. I don't even understand. And I hear so many people, you know, tell me because, you know, m- most of my clients are all black, you know? Yeah. So it's like they when they tell me this stuff and I'm like, I, I my jaw drops. I'm like, what is wrong with people? Mm-hmm. So now imagine it's 2023 and people in South Africa still think this is okay. You know, and then you think about child labor in China, you think about how the kids in India have to work and they're doing like construction jobs at like, you know, nine, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's like, there's what happened to the, that's what I mean by like, I can't have a civilized conversation with someone that thinks that they deserve my respect and thinks that that's okay mm-hmm. because they wouldn't put their kid in it. They're going to say, no way. My kid's above that. But that's the whole problem. <laughs> yeah. you, you think that. But no yeah. one's really intelligent enough to sit there and go, man, I'm a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Oh. It's just, it bothers me. I would say a lot of my clients would have their kids back if they thought that. Exactly. So um, here's, a, here's a gypsy question. Okay. Um, which country did you meet the most gypsies? Um... I was, this is crazy. My memory is really bad. I don't know. I can blame it on my MS, my TBI, but um, I haven't seen a lot of them, but I remember being, when I was married and we took a cruise and I wanted to say we were in Italy because I haven't been to a lot of places as a, you know, adult, a lot of the European country, but there were a lot of gypsies there selling like, um, like it seemed like leather goods and like scarves. And I know I bought a scarf from them and I bought, um, some other things, but I think that's the most I've, I've met. I think there were Romanian gypsies. Okay. So this is actually a good segue. So here's some info on it. And you may say, I already know that, but for the listeners out there, I did my research and Roma, uh, what they call gypsies or Romas. And I think it's because like nomads, but, um, the origin is from Punjab, India. And it says they were nomads that traveled through Europe, um, from the eighth to the 10th centuries. And they were called this because they thought they came from Egypt. Hmm. And it says there are about 1 million gypsies in the United States and 800,000 in Brazil, which is when you said Costa wow. Rica, 
that made me say, oh, that makes sense. And I, I, one of my questions was going to ask you, do you hang out with gypsies? But um, they're also called gypsies because of their traveling nature. And they're like nomads, as I was saying earlier, but their ancestry and their DNA is actually from South Asia. And I don't know if that was uh, surprising. <laughs> that, that is interesting. I'm like, South Asia. Hmm. Yeah, that, that, that was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. So, yeah, well, that's the traveling part, you know. Yeah, it fits you. So, yeah, you do you hang but, out with gypsies? I don't know anybody that's a gypsy. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know why I adopted the name. But the interesting thing is, when I went to a reader, probably, probably, gosh, probably five years after I started, like you know, adopting gypsy for everything, um, the the reader who was just like an intuitive reader said, "Oh, they call you gypsy." And she had not seen my car, you know, she didn't see me park. And I go, they, they call me gypsy. Who calls me? And she said the spirit world. I'm like, Oh, interesting. And another thing I was going to say, they call my dad old school. And yeah, he is definitely old school. Oh, okay. <laughs> and this is the same person. Yeah. The same person. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. So you're very much into, you usually have a conversation with me about spirit guides. Are you still, do you still like communicate with yours? I do, but I've been so stressed lately that I hardly, I hardly do. And I feel like that's probably why I'm so tired and so feel like I'm right now in a bit of, you know, a mess in my life. Mm. I feel like I've overworked, overscheduled, um, does it, don't get enough sleep, don't have my own time. So maybe I just need to focus in. And maybe I'll be able to get the piece on the outside, you know, by being able to focus in. But yeah, um, I, I have not meditated in a while, unfortunately. But I do have um, uh, at least three spirit guides. I think I have more. Wow. I still don't know mine. Oh, but um, remind me when I'm when I have more time on my hands, I'll try again. Yours. Yeah, I remember trying. It was kind of difficult. Yeah, I'm weird. Remember, but uh, I don't, I don't. <laughs> well, allow me, you know, let's, let's try to like start allowing me and saying you're not that difficult for me to read and maybe <sighs> then I'll be able to read you. Well, my, my neighbor, um, she's a spiritual, like a spiritual advisor, I guess, but I've never spoken to her like about it. Like when I've never had her read me, I've just never let anybody do that. But uh, I've been told I told you that story about the lady at the jewelry store, right? And she held my hand and Asia was saying that she was blowing out like like smoke. I don't remember the the blowing out smoke, but I just know everybody thinks you're like um a gift and I love that. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to say it. I don't remember what it is, but something like that. So we went to um we were in the mall, all of us, and my the back of my earring came off and I was like, no, my earrings cost too much. I, I want to make sure I get a, a back. So I stopped into the thing and at the jewelry store. And I said, do you have a back for these? And she said, I'm not sure. Let me check. Let me check the back. And then she came back. And then uh, she was standing there. She said, you're a healer. Mm. And I said, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> and I she, love that. And, and she goes, but you can't heal yourself. You you need to be healed. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do. And then she, and I was like looking at her like she's crazy. And then, and then she tells me, can I hold your hands? And Asia is standing right there. And then she goes, I'm sorry. Um, I should be asking you, is it okay if I hold his hands? And she, Asia looks at me and I'm like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> like whatever. Right? Sure. Yeah. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, let's see. Knock yourself out. So I close my eyes and my hands start getting really hot. And I have my eyes closed. But Asia told me after the fact that she was like, not literally smoke, but she was blowing. She said she was like, had her head back. And then she started turning her head and blowing. Ooh, like, wait, 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 wait. Is this like the green mile where these things start coming out? Yeah, see, I don't know if she saw anything. I don't think so. Because uh, the kids were you, there. 
my kids oh. were there. So I don't think she saw anything. But she was saying you can visually see her going like that, like okay. as if she yeah. was absorbing me. And, and I, releasing it. Yeah. And I said, so she must be a healer too. And she's trying to heal me. Yes. Right. But what it I have to be because she wouldn't be doing it if she wasn't. Right. But then what I thought was odd was afterwards, and this is no joke. I'm looking at this woman's eyes. So when she started talking to me, she had brown eyes. When she was done, they were blue. Wow. And she was looking at me and I said, what if she was passing her, her yuck onto me? <laughs> because she knows I'm a healer. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. For her to say you're a healer, I was like, well, because, well, no reason why I'm saying this is this was in December and I went in the hospital in January with this brain thing, with this neuro neurological thing. And I said, what? maybe I was like overloaded. Yeah. But what if it was, you know, like what if she took a little bit of what it was going to be much worse, you know, and took a little bit of a away? Oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like I, I, mm -hmm. I try, I try to stay on the, that side of the fence, but I just thought that, it was odd. And then I, and then I thought when her eyes changed colors, I thought you know people are gonna think I'm crazy, so I'm not gonna say anything. And <laughs> you know, but when I told Asia, I was like, I was like, her hands, my hands got like super hot, and she said, yeah, she looked like she couldn't handle you. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Which reminds me, um, have you talked to my brother lately at all? No. He does uh, like uses the tuning forks and then stuff like that. Oh, really? Where where, yeah. they, where they spin? Where he has it? Where it spins to find the energy? Um, something like that, where he can tell where the trauma is, and he tries to work it out, and he uses the the little tuning forks. And the interesting thing is when he does use it on me, usually I sleep really well or have really vivid dreams, which is interesting. But mm. yeah, maybe he needs to do a healing on you. That'd be interesting. That'd be really interesting. I I haven't seen your brother in so that that's ten years ago. ago. Yeah, that's about ten that's years. That's when ago. my dad met you, and that's when he said you had the calming personality. Oh, you know it's funny. Um, growing up, I never thought uh, Paul was like never liked me, right? And then, <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. That's what you thought. I was sure of it. <laughs> like, but he wouldn't let you in the house if he didn't like you. Yeah, but believe me, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel wanted. Yeah. Well, I still don't feel wanted. Maybe when I was little, yes, but maybe now I don't. Well, see, the thing is, is now it's like you could tell, like he, like really likes me, and of course. Um, and I don't it, know who doesn't. So that's, I guess, that's the one thing. I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure there's people that don't like me, but uh, but uh, I, again, like I said, it's usually because I'm honest. Oh. You must ruffle, ruffle people's feathers because of that. And that's why maybe people don't like me, too. Yeah. I'm, believe me, people don't like me because I tell the truth and I speak my mind. Even at work. People tell me all the time, like, but this is work. Just agree with them <laughs> because, you know, you're at work. And I'm like, but if I agree with them and when I don't agree, then they're going to believe that. And then they're going to shrink like it's going to widen the gap of the stupid shit that I'm doing now that I don't want to do because I don't agree with them. So now you just open the door for me to have to always agree with them. So why don't I just tell them I don't agree with them now? And then they'll find somebody else. You see? Yeah. I, I always have to tell my supervisor a saying, sorry, this is not political correct, but I got to tell you this. <laughs> yeah. So you I, see what I'm saying? I always have to tell her some stuff. Yeah, I do. And I feel like, Oh my God, I'm so not polished and, but maybe I'm not supposed to be, but there's times I wish I had the calming words of wisdom that you have. So I could tell some of my clients that are, you know, so deep in their misery, you know, the right word, like the ones that really don't want their kids back and just doing it all for show, Yeah, you know, like those, those people send them to me. I wish I could. Yeah. I need new clients. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but the thing is, these are the, the adults, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the ones I work with. I have I have so far three that are adults and then one that's a kid. And I don't my turnover's quick because I am one of those people again, this is why I don't keep people. Uh I tell the truth. So it's kinda like don't tell me you wanna fix something and not work on it. Yeah, well that's one. And then two, 
don't tell me you want to fix something. And like, I give you the situation that there's really no way out. Like, okay, you told me this, you told me this. So this is what's happening. And this is what you, if you stop doing this, if I'm wrong, you don't have to pay me anything. If I'm right, then you pay me and really good. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it won't take you 10 weeks for you to be telling me this. I can tell you this right now. Right. And it, I usually have like four sessions most because if it's about their kids and they have to fix something within themselves, they don't want to hear it. Mm. Um, it's like, who are you judging me? And I'm not judging you. I'm all no, I'm, but the, the, you're just, op- I was going to say, you're just, uh, you know, revealing to them what you see or what, you know, what you know is there. I need it. I need sessions with you. <laughs> I'm serious. I do like this thing where it's like, um, my, one of my friends, um, she was like, I want to pay you. And I was like, yeah, but I'll listen to you. She's like, no, because I'm going to want to do this more than once in a blue moon. And, and I was like, nah, because I, you know me, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm like, I'll listen to you. It's fine. But when I was valued, it made me say, wow, all these years I've been just been like, whatever. And in reality, you're going to someone that doesn't even know you. You know what I mean? Versus like most people are not going to be honest with you right off the bat because they mm. want to keep you. And, you know, I'm in the men- mental health game, so I know how the game works. I don't play that stuff because if I went somewhere, I don't want anybody playing with me. Yeah, exactly. And this that reminds me of the holistic chiropractor I tell you about. He tells you he wants to get to the root of the problem, not the Band-Aid. So he yeah. tells you, I want you to be able to heal yourself so you don't ever have to come back to me. Exactly. And 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 so I get like these people that are, you know, they'll tell me, oh, I can't get my house clean. But then they'll tell me they're going on vacation. Oh, you're t- telling my story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just the same old thing. And I'm like, well... yeah you know what i mean like who strapped you down that you couldn't clean like nobody just be honest and be like i don't want to do it okay so then hire somebody i don't have the money okay well you know go ahead though i was gonna say the problem is is i usually run out of time because i'm too exhausted by the end of the day because i work 10 hour days and then i still want to go on vacation though yeah but You can you could do two hours a week and still get somewhere. Oh no no, I always get someplace, but I'm ADD, ADD so it's like yeah, <laughs> it, it gets a little clean everywhere, but not you know. It, it, it never mind. Okay, let's move on. Another topic. <laughs> so you can zoom me, <laughs> and and let's see. I do a phone, I do Zoom, and I do in person. Um, that's funny. <laughs> so um what made you want to have a spirit guide like like venture into made. that like, what like, do you mean like, made because i i believe we have them no no, no not in that sense oh maybe i spoke wrong like people don't know about spirit guides unless something introduced you to them or oh. it introduced itself to you so either that spirit guide came to you or someone was talking to you about it and made you that's what I meant by it made you go, oh, I want to know what this is. And then you found because there's people that do um, remote viewing and they, you know, they found out about it, but they still have to something has to make them want to really because that's not yeah. easy to do. So you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know where it started. But the interesting thing is, you know, I always kind of believed in like a guardian angel. And then um, I know when. I was a baby in a crib. My brother's two years older than me. He pulled my dad to my room and said he saw two angels above me. So in a way, I was knew that I was protected by, you know, certain thing. And um, I like all the spiritual stuff. And I think, you know, when I was younger, I, I was got into like Sylvia Brown and stuff like that. And and she had spirit guides. And so probably that's where it came from. And then I have a a friend that was able to um, talk about guides and kind of 
said what mine, like, you know, um, that mine was Native American. And, and I learned that I've always been tied to Native Americans all my life. You know, when I was in high school, you know, the guys that I had crushes on were the ones that were, you know, had the Native American look with long hair, you know? So I always thought that was really interesting. And so now that's kind of like what I, um, when I know somebody and I see that they're interested in like, say they're interested in like Egyptian, um, culture or something. I'm like, Oh, probably your guide's Egyptian. So a lot of times I don't even want to know about people if I'm going to try to figure out their guides because I'll, that will be something I'll be thinking about. But you know, my guides, um, one of them is native American. Another one is Irish. And I'm very tired to like, you know, that Celtic, um, culture and stuff like that. And, some oh, of that okay. stuff. And so when I went to you know Ireland, I, I loved everything about it, you know? So it's like, I, I think a lot of that, um, what your interests are in this world is kind of like based on who your guides are. That's just my theory. I mean, I have not read anything about that, but just kind of like how it came out where I've always liked native Americans and I have a native American guide. You know, so oh, I got you. That makes sense. I actually understand that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So how did you like the show? Oh, I, I love it. I mean, you know, I know I get off topic so often, but um, no, I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Sweet. So this is Stories and Solutions. I am Mr. Todd and my guest was Allison and we had a great time. So I'll see you guys next week. Be easy. <laughs>